I will introduce very briefly myself and the topic that I will speak on, uh, as well as the expectations. Uh, <clears throat> so if, if I may have my cover slide. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I do not see it. Uh, but my name is Monica. I am counsel at Sorainen. Uh, my main field of expertise is competition law. I'm very much excited to speak today about the online sales restrictions. Uh, and in the next 15 minutes, I will try to guide you through the general principles of uh, online sales restrictions. However, I would like to really encourage you not to have an illusion that after my presentation, you will have more clarity and visibility on online sales uh, restrictions or that you will become experts uh, in the field. This is really a very complicated topic. Uh, the, the, the conclusions very heavily depend on exact circumstances of each, each individual case. Therefore, it is very difficult to draw any conclusions uh, during 15 minutes. However, my purpose is to give you uh, a general logic to introduce you, uh, introduce you to it and actually to encourage you to think about the business models that you are currently using, that you are planning to develop, that your partners or your competitors are using and in such a way try and identify certain areas that might need actually revision in order to be on the safe side in order, and in order not to infringe competition law rules. So uh, if I may check uh, with our colleague Inese, have we solved the problem with slide sharing and can can we see my slides? Yes, we can see. Because I can only see the, the very first slide. I do not see. But if if the if the participants see the slides, then it is OK. I will try then uh, to do to do the presentation without the slides. So to start with, currently, uh, what is the current regime and what is the current regulation? Uh, during my presentation or the starting point of my presentation is the vertical, uh, vertical block exemption regulation, VBR as we call it among competition lawyers. And uh, this is the main field, uh, the, the main document. And uh, the, main, uh, the, main, the main source of information together with vertical guidelines. And this, these documents are applied to vertical, vertical agreements, meaning uh, that these are agreements among non-competing firms. And uh, such agreements usually relate to supply and distribution of goods and services. So basically, when we speak about uh, online sales, we're usually speaking about distribution agreements and some of the restrictions that uh, might relate to distribution agreements. Currently, vertical agreements are considered to be lawful. There is the so-called safe harbor if the market shares of the parties to the agreement are below 30%. So this means that uh, such agreements are, are fine. However, if, if, such, uh, if the market shares are higher, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be a, a restrictive agreement, but a further economic and, and legal analysis has to be, has to be further performed. Uh, the hardcore restrictions, as we call it, or to put it maybe in, in simple terms, 
the most significant restrictions of competition law that by their object or per se infringe competition law and where you don't need to prove the effects of competition, they cannot be exempted and they cannot be uh, actually use the regulation of uh, that is currently in force. Meaning that if there is a restriction by object, so such an agreement would not be valid and could could result in significant penalties. And currently, what is important also to note is that uh, the competition authorities, either it is the European Commission, the national competition authorities or the courts, they don't look only or purely at the wording of the agreements, but they do uh, assess the practical implementation of those agreements in order to understand whether there is a problem or no. And that is one of the reasons why it is so complicated actually to establish if, if there are restrictions or no. And why we are speaking about the EU regulation today is because the national competition authorities, including in the Baltics, they generally follow the rules that are applicable on the EU. And if they do adopt their uh, legal acts locally, then still those legal acts are in line with the EU regulation. So that's why it is important. If I may ask uh, Inessa to move to the next slide about the background and trends. I would like just to briefly mention that the regulation came into force uh, more than 10 years ago and it is quite obvious that a lot has changed. Uh, new business models were developed, um, businesses started vertical integration, um, online marketplaces uh, tried, uh, started gaining their, their importance and uh, we also see or the European Commission saw a very clear trend that the COVID also has accelerated the growth of e-commerce, which means that the currently enforced rules do not actually go hand in hand with the, with the actual situation that we are living in. The other contexts that the European Commission has identified uh, and that are relevant for, for online sales restrictions is that the dual distribution uh, started increasing and the selective distribution system started very much increasing. During my presentation, I'll be, I will be mentioning selective distribution system several times. So it is very important for, for all the non-competition lawyers to understand what that is. That's why I, I put an explanation on the slide. But generally, this is a, a system, a special system where the producer or, or supplier of goods he approves certain criteria for the distributors that can actually resell the products or, or services. Basically, if they do not meet those criteria, they cannot sell the products of the, of the producer. And the European Commission, having uh, performed uh, various analysis and, and market inquiries, uh, understood that there is a huge need to revise the current rules and uh, that uh, there is a really need to bring more clarity for the businesses and that's why the European Commission ended up in a conclusion that the current rules really need modernization 
and they uh, currently have a draft uh, uh, vertical block exemption regulation and uh, draft vertical guidelines that should come into force very soon. It is still likely that those documents might change. However, we would not we would not expect that the changes would be very much significant. So what we are speaking today uh, during this this webinar should remain at least partially important for the future. And if you are more interested in what uh, in, in greater detail to analyze the fields of, of online uh, restrictions that the European Commission has evaluated during the market inquiry, I have identified on the slide five fields of five fields related to online restraints, uh, and I really encourage you to analyze those deeper in case you are interested in the subject. Uh, and, and learn more about, for, for instance, online advertising restrictions or certain requirements to have specific uh, sales points, for instance, a physical uh, point for, for uh, pre-sales or after sales, but uh, we will not go deeper into these, um, into, into all the trends that the, uh, the European Commission has established. If I may ask to go to the next slide. And what has been the European Commission's approach? I have I chose to speak about very briefly about uh, uh, three cases uh, that were dealt on the EU level and that are still important when talking about online sales restrictions. And first of all, it is a Pierre Fabre case, uh, the case that is already more than 10 years older, but still that the principles identified in the case are very important today. And in this case, a supplier of cosmetics required that products would only be sold in the premises with a qualified pharmacist. And such a restriction or such a requirement by the supplier was considered actually as a de facto or in practice a ban of internet sales. And that was considered to be the hardcore restriction, or as I have introduced in the very beginning, the uh, restriction of competition by object. And this, this case lays a very important principle that uh, the Commission and the Court, as well as the national competition authorities, will look not, into, not only into direct restrictions related to online sales, but also to indirect restrictions related to, to online sales that might be that might be um, worded in all various uh, very um, very exotic, let's say, ways in the agreements uh, in the distribution agreements. But the authorities are very cautious, and they they do understand what what's actually hiding behind those uh, behind that wording. The second case, Coty case. It's a, a way newer. It comes from 2017. And this is a case where a supplier of luxury goods prohibited distribution in selective distribution system from selling the products through an online marketplace, Amazon. And uh, this marketplace ban uh, was actually considered to protect the luxury image of uh, products. Uh, in this case, the distributors were still free to sell the products online, for example, on their own uh, website. <clears throat> and therefore, the Commission and the courts have concluded that uh, actually there was no hardcore restriction. And, uh, uh, and um, 
because there was no de facto ban on online sales. What is important to remember about uh, Koti case is that this, the findings of this case apply not only to luxury goods, but basically to any type of products that, uh, that are being sold in selective distribution system. And the third example that is different from the second one, it's a guest case, a case that comes from 2018. And here, again, we're talking about supplier of luxury goods who imposed a lot of restrictions and and the problem was let's say uh, assessed on um, on a general general level and taking into account the whole uh, package of restrictions but some of the uh, restrictions also included prohibition for the distributors to use their brands and trademarks for online search in in advertising and uh, such restriction uh, in the case was not absolute, meaning that also the, the distributors had some, some freedom. However, it was found that it was a hardcore restriction. It wasn't aimed at protecting the prestige of, of the products. And uh, the company was actually imposed a heavy penalty that was uh, later, later on reduced due to settlement. So what these cases suggest us is that online restrictions are hardcore, basically, restrictions. And what the European Commission has said after performing the, the, the analysis and the market inquiries, that this will remain so. So the question is, will actually something change with the new regulation or not? And my response is yes, that something will change. And I will very briefly introduce three changes that are foreseen in the uh, in the nearest future. If I'm asked to introduce the next slide on dual pricing. So the first topic uh, that I would like to briefly introduce is dual uh, pricing. And these are the, the dual pricing uh, covers situations when the same distributor uh, may be charged a higher price or, or for instance, a lower uh, rebate for for products uh, for product depending on the on the channel where those products are sold and currently such a restriction is a hardcore restriction considered that it is always unlawful to introduce a dual pricing system and actually there is no case law on the EU level in this respect that could support uh, or or somehow uh, give further guidance however the european commission has summarized several cases, one of those being Lego cases, where, um, and if you're interested also in the cases of, of Lego, these are very nicely summarized in the commission reports. But very briefly, in, in France and Germany, Lego's rebate system was found to uh, result in larger uh, prices for online players. However, Lego agreed to, to change their pricing system, and that's why the, the investigations were terminated. With the new vertical block exemption regulation, dual pricing regulation as such will not be considered as hardcore restriction, meaning that if you each time the authorities will have to assess the actual implications of such regulation uh, of such restriction in the agreements. And generally suppliers will be allowed to set different wholesale prices for online and offline sales of the same distributor. So that's a very important change uh, that uh, that releases actually 
releases the, the distributors for, from certain obligations. So what's important to remember that dual pricing is not a per se restriction anymore, as long as it doesn't result in actual prohibition of online sales. I would like to ask you to move to the next slide on equivalence principle. The second topic uh, that uh, I would like to introduce is the equivalent principle in select selective distribution system. And uh, basically it means uh, that uh, imposing criteria for online sales that are not overall equivalent to the criteria of online sales. And the criteria for equivalence principle were um, detailized or, or introduced after the Coty case. And currently, uh, uh, according to the current regulation, uh, it is quite understandable that lacking uh, lack of equivalence principle is a hardcore hard restriction, meaning that if equivalence principle is not followed, then uh, there is a prohibition of, of competition by, by object. So will something change with the new regulation? Yes, the Commission understood that there is no reason to have this uh, restriction of um, or requirement of equivalence principle as a hardcore restriction. And equivalence principle will no longer be such a strict requirement. And um, uh, the, uh, the distributors uh, will actually, uh, the suppliers will actually have the possibility to establish different criteria for, for online and, and offline uh, stores. However, uh, however, the general uh, prohibition not to restrict uh, online sales will remain in force. And the third uh, aspect that I wanted to mention, and I uh, mentioned it in the same slide, relates to price comparison uh, websites. In the current re regulation, we didn't have much about this, while the Commission really saw an increasing uh, need to, to talk about the, uh, the, the topic because price comparison sites have, are becoming more and more uh, visible and important and usable. And the general position provided currently in the vertical guidelines is that there should be no general ban not to use price comparison sites, meaning that if a company includes such a ban for its partner, most likely it will result in, in, in a conclusion on hardcore restriction. And instead of that, the European Commission is suggesting to foresee some uh, qualitative criteria that could be used when selecting price comparison websites. Uh, and if I may last ask to use uh, to go to the very last slide of my presentation, I would like just to very briefly summarize what, what I have said within these 15 minutes. And first of all, and it's not mentioned on, on the slide, but I think it is important to understand that when it comes to the regime as such and the possibility to use the safe harbor, the rules remain unchanged as regards the online sales meaning that uh, if the party's market shares are below 30% and there are no hardcore restrictions, the online uh, distribution agreements should be valid and lawful. Uh, the producers and suppliers still after the new regime comes into force cannot directly or indir indirectly um, restrict online sales. This remains a cha not changed as the general rule. However, the new regime makes you very clear that there are two uh, exemptions. 
what kind of a restrictions should not be considered as hardcore restrictions. And one of those was dual pricing uh, that, that I briefly introduced. And the second was the departure from the equivalence principle in the selective distribution system. So as long as these two restrictions do not result in online sales restrictions, they are valid. But of course, a case-by-case -case analysis will have to be performed in this respect. And the very last point that I mentioned is the new, is the new guidance on, on the uh, price comparison websites. And it is quite clear from the Commission's position that absolute bans should not be put in place when talking about possibility to, to, uh, to use the price comparison sites but rather rather a criteria based selection should be should be followed so that's basically it what i wanted to introduce today thank you very much for the attention and now i give a floor to to Kalpa.